0: There are so many amazing free plugins available for download right now to help you with your production and mixing. Go to mixingmusicpodcast.com/plugins to download and get access to a bunch of free and premium plugins on Plugin Boutique. Happy mixing, my friends, and enjoy the show. In this special episode of the Mixing Music Podcast, I was actually out of town, so Lou gets the chance and the opportunity to interview Chris Brown's engineer, Patrizio, or he goes by Tizio, uh, in person. The video will be available when this episode releases, um, and it's going to be a lot of fun. There's a lot of gems dropped, and just, just just two boys having fun, I guess. Um, We're grateful for TZO for coming out, and if you're interested in joining and doing more with the community here, follow us and find us on our server on Discord. That's right, we're on Discord. We have about 150 members as of right now, Um, so please join our Discord. We do mix feedback, we do live streaming. I do a lot of live streaming on there where we do live mixing for private sessions that I can't post publicly on Twitch and YouTube um, we answer a lot of questions. There's really a lot of helpful advice and helpful resources on there. So if you want to join our Discord, that is links.dkmixes.com. You can find the invite on links.d-e-k-e-i-mixes.com. One, two, three.
2: Hey, how's it going, guys? Welcome back to the Mixing Music Podcast. I'm Lou. Unfortunately, DK's not here with me today, but we do actually have Patricio. What's up, Lou? Thank you for having me. What's going on, man? How you been? I've been good, man. Just working every day. Yeah, what
3: you got got going on lately? Shit, I'm working on Chris's album. Oh, shit, new album? Yeah, a new album called Breezy. Um, No dates, nothing yet. And then uh, just a bunch of other shit. There's a couple uh, artists in Argentina that I'm working with that are pretty big out there.
2: Okay, yeah, um, I've noticed that you've been having your, exp- your, your growth not just in the States.
3: Yeah, definitely. Like,
2: for me, with Argentina
3: specifically, my family's Argentinian. Mm-hmm. So, like, once I kind of got some success out here, I started to kind of see things that I was passionate about outside of, you know, what I do on a daily basis, which yeah. was to you know find talent in places where my roots are you know what i'm saying so okay definitely and these are artists that like when i found them they already had like 2 million a million and a half followers so they had mm-hmm. a, a a platform already but they didn't have you know the mixing the production that type gotcha. of stuff from here now what i did was i reached out and i was like come to the states i'll put you in with OG Parker Smash David with all yeah. these producers that are like heavyweights here in the states um and i think that'll kind of help you guys with their music and stuff oh, yeah. like that. Even with the mixing specifically, because you got to think about it. These kids record and mix their songs in FL.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like especially they, nowadays. Yeah. They make
3: yeah. the beat in FL. And then when the guy comes over to sing, they just pop an audio track in FL and record the vocals there too. <laughs> and then when it's time to release, they open up the FL thing, they level it out and they print it. Oh, yep. They print it and then they, it goes out to the market. Oh, so. Yeah. And a lot of their shit I would listen to is it, it like so much compression, like mm-hmm. to the point where like the breaths, you know, when you heavily compress something, yeah. the breaths are like, <gasps> you yeah, know, and they don't clean them tape, up
2: or anything. Nothing's nope.
3: cleaned up. And to be honest, the breath is part of the sound where it adds character, but it's so fucking loud that I have to Sometimes it's louder than the vocal. It is. So what I'll do is I'll go, I'll keep the breath in there because I know it's, if it was just a blank space, it wouldn't
2: have that same. Exactly. That, that urgency when someone's running out of breath i just had that with an artist she asked me to delete all the breaths i'm like are you sure well crystal i delete all chris breaths okay like
3: you should never i mean the only time you'll hear a breath is Is when it makes sense is when either if it makes sense or if it's like coming off of a line where it's like and you hear that like at the end that's the only type of breath i'll leave everything gets cut out because what tends to happen especially with a lot of stacking and this is the reason why i do it for chris is when people stack and there's a let's say there's four stacks of the main mm-hmm. then let's say there's a four part harmony mm-hmm. which would be eight tracks cuz each note is stacked yeah. twice whatever so all those breaths are now on top of each other yeah and you just have this insane amount of just or the s's
2: yeah the s's were for the me the s's kill me and and yeah. not all the s's are always
3: the same size so yeah. you're having to you know, for the s's you can't cut them out, so you're having to sit there and you grab one s and that's your guide, right? Yeah. And then you start to line all the s's up so that when it comes in, it's fluid. Yeah. And then what I'll do is I'll turn down the other s's in a fat in a way where it sounds natural, because that's the okay. thing is, yeah. When you're dealing with breaths and s's, you want naturalness. Something that's are, that are you automating like, that? I'm automating it. I'm using clip gain. That's how I I'm do using. It. Uh, sometimes I'll do automate. It depends on what i'm doing like i might yeah. be in the middle of automating vocals like literally automating them mm-hmm. like the and then if i see a breath i'll use automation but then i might be at a point where i'm cleaning up vocals and i don't i'm not doing any automation so i'm using the clip gain yeah it just depends on how i'm where i'm at in the mix but at sometimes I'll be like, holy shit, I just realized there's a ton of breaths in here. I got to go fix this. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, fuck, you know? So.
2: No, I just had that with the record. Like I said, um, it, it's good to hear that you do the clip gain and automation because I switch between the two as well. It just well. depends on but the vibe. more often, I think I'm in clip gain. It's the same thing. It is. It's it, just it's once pre processed, once post processed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's At the end of the day,
3: we're getting the results that we want, right? Exactly. Whether I have to clip gain it or use automation, I know in the end it's going to sound the way it needs to, no matter exactly. how I do it.
2: Know what I mean? Nah, the artists that wanted me to take out all their s's, I mean, uh, all their breaths. After I did that, they listened to. It, they're like, "It feels like something's missing." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah we could have just automated reading. that." Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's it's necessary
3: sometimes, but it needs to be not like, always. But it needs yeah, to be natural. Yeah, yeah. Like as if we're talking. Yeah, and I breathe. It's very low. You know, I yeah. took a breath, but that's how it should be. It's about creating a natural sound. Like you know? have
2: you? Uh, I know I did this the other day, but have you ever asked somebody to record a breath going into a line?
3: Um, I have in the past only because of a punch. So let's say it's a line where they punch and basically it'll be like, maybe the breath they did originally wasn't good. And because they came in and punched that Mm -hmm. they didn't do a natural breath coming up. You know what I'm saying? So I'll be like, sing the line through I'll record over what's there and I'll just tell them to do it normal I'll catch that breath and then pop exactly. it in it just depends I mean it's very rare because usually I can find a breath somewhere else Yeah. or a sack I'll, I'll, sometimes I'll be like this breath is nice this breath has like a like a weird thing yeah. to it. so I'll swap them and I'll put that one like on a background track yeah. and then make the good one be on the lead
2: I'll do oh. that sometimes when like when we're looking at stacks, we're like automating everything. We're trying to actually comp the vocal and then it's like, you know what? This backing vocal is kind of nicer on that line. Like, I'm gonna make that one the lead one totally. and bring that, it, that one all back the time. down.
3: It's, sometimes yeah. it's just like the, the. is just it sounds better on the on yeah. the stack. Or it's whatever. like the just,
2: delivery of the phrase.
3: But doing those things is part of is part of like the engineer going way above and beyond to ensure that the shit sounds perfect. Exactly. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like the reason why I save all my takes that I do, even when they're not used, is because later on in the mix, I start adding high-end and all this stuff. And I hear, wow, I hear Chris's chain in there. Yeah. Something, you know, when you're something. recording stacks of stacks Or you stacks hear, like, stacks. congestion. You hear something. And yeah. you're like, wow. You go into your takes. Oh, there's the, let me just grab that piece. Boom. You put yep. it up. And it's and you're, and nine you're times out of ten, you're good. Yeah. The problem is when you don't save any of your fucking bad takes. Because the bad take isn't bad entirely. It's bad because one part got fucked yeah. up. Not the whole thing, usually. Yeah um so that's why i always keep that shit because you never fucking know
2: so i know what the number is on mine but i have to ask you with that said i'm a big believer and you can ask any of my assistants like i tell them even if you're keeping a take yeah then you're gonna drag it down but you still keep it in the playlist you still save it you know i'm duplicating them over so, so when because you, of when that you my playlist
3: up, you make them copy the drag yeah. up
2: and then still yep. keep control the drag yep. yeah to got it. well control Just, or control option because control yeah. drag
3: control option.
2: Yeah, control option. Yeah, so yeah. they
3: even though you put the good take up, you left the good take here and, and Exactly.
2: Just in case like somebody accidentally deleted Deletes it. it up it's there. still in the playlist. Okay, got it, got it, got so it. because of that, I know I have a song that had 752 takes total. Yeah. on the record track. Yeah. Now obviously that's chaotic, but because of like a uh, target playlisting, it's a little bit easier yeah. to manage. But have you ever had like a crazy session that's ever like gone into almost thousands? Like four? I've gone into thousands. You've gone into thousands. I've gone into I have thousands yet. On takes. I have yet.
3: What happens is things get recut sometimes. Exactly. Well, another thing that happens is if a song gets written and then cut mm-hmm. by another artist in the same session, you've got all the takes from the original the original writer. Yep. And then now you have all the takes, so it can get okay. to the thousands depending on the situation, depending on the record, yeah, depending on, you know, if he cut, like we cut, depending on the day too. Like if yeah. he's not having a good, the artist not having a good day, they might, it might cost them a little more to get those takes and exactly. you're constantly saving and saving and saving. Exactly. <laughs> but I've definitely gotten to like 1024 and I'm like, fuck, I'm in the yeah. thousands.
2: <laughs> no, I remember uh, when I got to that seven, I was like, holy shit, like how long have we been recording? And I look at the clock, it, it had only been like five hours, I'm like. Five hours on one Damn, song? On one song. Yeah, well, and it's constant yeah, yeah. Recording, recording. Yeah, it was constant recording. Like, nobody took a break. There was no bathroom in between breaks. Was, how is, big was what the mean? song? <laughs> um, so what, what, it, what it was is that we were cutting a vocal that somebody had actually made a reference track for. Uh-huh. You know, so we were really yeah. recutting somebody else's. Yeah. But it was not in the range of the vocalist. So? We had to down pitch the song and all kinds of things. After you had recorded something. Yeah.
3: Got yeah. it. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. So it was it was all kind of weirdness that day. Like the, the producer was very adamant about not changing the key, but I'm like, yo, like in the end, isn't the artist the one paying you for the song? Like it's yeah. their creative it's control. It's easier in the to end. not
3: change the key, but it's also not about what's doing what's easier sometimes. Exactly. It's about what's doing what's right for the yeah. record. Yeah. Another reason why you get into those thousands of takes is when writers take forever to write a song yeah. and you're doing line, melody, punch, mm-hmm. punch, 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 and they're not getting and that maybe line. they change a lyric. Maybe you go through thirty takes until they get that line. That's thirty yeah. takes just
2: on that one line. And and do you, do you keep dead air takes? Dead, what do you mean? Dead air, like, uh, like they're like kind of humming a melody or something, oh, but they don't matter know what, what it is. Yeah, it, exactly. if I record it, right? and
3: they don't say anything and they stay quiet and then they say, Let's do it again. I'm yep. playlisting that and doing it again.
2: I'll never forget the time. Uh, so you know, I work with Keisha Cole. Um, yeah. I'll never forget when I first started working with her. One of the things I busted to her is like, I'll never lose a take, right? Well. Unfortunately, something glitched out on Pro Tools and it lost the take. Uh-huh. She immediately called me out and she's oh, like, God. Yo, what happened? I thought you said you never lose a take. I'm like, My bad. And ever since then, I'm like, especially even more critical about it. I'm like, Yo, like, really don't lose these yeah. takes. Like, please don't ever do that again.
3: To be honest, there's a way of doing it in a way because you got to think about it. When, when you lose a take, right? Mm-hmm. Whether you did it or mm-hmm. the computer blows up and, yeah. and it was the computer's fault. The take is still lost, right? Yeah. The only difference is, if she—if you're the blame, mm-hmm. she's gonna be mad. Yeah. If the computer crashes, who is she gonna be mad at? The stupid computer. It's, you exactly. Know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes, depending on the artist, depending on and and, and keeping that vibe going, because you got to think about it.
2: That's why I always want to blame keep the even vibe.
3: You want to keep the vibe going, and sometimes you have to just—even if it was your fault—you have to be like, "Yo, you know, I." I told John the studio, like whatever, yeah, just yeah. blaming it up because the thing is, although we should not be blaming other things and we should take responsibilities, there's moments and sessions where vibes can't be ruined.
2: Yeah, they cannot yeah. be ruined. You yeah. know,
3: and and that's really because it's like, yeah, okay, you lost the take. Now they're mad at you, and now the song is not. They're not in the song mode anymore. Yep. You know, the take is going to be gone whether you did it or the. So you have yeah. to think about those things sometimes too. I'm not saying don't always take responsibility for what you do but sometimes Keep that vibe going. No, exactly. That's why I'll be like,
2: you know what? My bad. Something happened with Pro Tools and it crashed. Exactly. Like, we got to do that again. We got to do it again. And I, that's yeah. And, and I always Chris. like say, it but I always say, hey, my bad. For just sure. because, like, I yeah, know yeah, I'm behind yeah. the you computer. You say you're bad, but you
3: give them the the reason, and you try to make it in a way where it's like they can't get mad at that reason. Like, my yeah, computer yeah. crashed. What are you going to do? Get mad at that piece of metal? Like,
2: yeah, exactly. No, it's
3: like it's going to do a thing. It's going to. And what yeah. they'll do is like, especially with with Chris, for example, the computer crashes all the time. Especially with the way we because you guys are running on those like trash can ones, right? On the trash one yeah, either. and if the computer crashes like Chris does not care like he will okay. not get mad he'll just walk out of the booth and be like let me know when it's back up and then when he comes back I'll be like oh um the last line you were cutting it got it, did, it didn't end up because we were recording yeah, it yeah. crashed. whatever it wasn't recorded Bet, no qu- like yeah because he gets it he gets three it. seconds to recut a line yeah yeah You're like you have to be really bad at singing to be like I'll never be able to recut it the way I cut it like
2: man trust me do- I'm that bad
3: <laughs> yeah yeah no yeah. but no but seriously like That's what I love about Working with Chris Is like I give him the reason And he understands I don't even have to say Oh it was the computer's fault I'd be like Pro Tools crashed If I was Clicking away or doing something that make Pro Tools crash, whatever. He doesn't care. He's going to recut that line and we're going to move on.
2: You know, that's good to know because I know there's a, you know, you know how it goes in the realm of celebrity personas to the public. Like, right, right, right. some people think, like, oh, what's it like working with XYZ? But right. it's good to know that, like, Chris is an understanding type in those situations because I know not everybody is.
3: No, you know what it is? It's the people that are newer to music that are least understanding. You got to think about it. Yeah. Chris has been doing this 15 years. Yeah. So, yeah, in the beginning, everything was a learning process for him, right? Yeah. But now he's to the point where, like, he knows exactly if the computer crashed. I know that's a real thing that's happened. that been happening. All the time. He knows that. Okay, from writers, too. Writers are another one, especially writers that have, like, instant success. Like, they write one record and they're on. Like, a lot of times they don't know what goes into what we do as engineers. So something happens and they're like, oh, this guy sucks. Yeah, my favorite
2: one is like, bro, you're moving too slow. I'm like, yo, I'm looking at a beach ball right now.
3: Right, exactly. That's another thing, too, is like, I'll I'll literally like because Chris sits behind me I'll just throw my hands up and he knows something's wrong and not to be like go 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 you know what, yeah, what I'm saying yeah. so he'll know when I throw my hands is up is that is
2: that like your cue with him <laughs> yeah I'll put like one
3: hand up and go like this like you wait yeah something's happening which I get the beach ball all the time yeah you know what i mean? it just happens it's
2: what, yeah. what can we do so I mean Chris has got to get to to getting to one of your computers because I know well, I'm trying to get Bryson to uh, but Bryson's building him a computer now and I'm trying oh to shit get it no to, way okay, I'm
3: getting him uh like a eighteen core.
2: Oh, no. damn. Okay. I know I use an 8 core here and yeah. I use it with HDX, which I think is what Chris uses. Yeah. We have an HDX system. Yeah. Um, right and now, because mine it's runs the trash perfect. can, we have the uh, The Sonic chassis or the Magma. Yeah. The Magma.
3: Yeah. But yeah, we have the Magma, and then obviously, like, we have a UAD thing there. We don't use yeah, it because I don't use UAD plugins when I'm recording yeah. at all. Like, yeah. It's just for me, a basic EQ and compression, delay and reverb that's like wave shit,
2: yeah. whatever. Is good enough. Even the Valhalla shit. It's fifty bucks, but yeah, they're great. I have,
3: no, that's what I use. I use the Valhalla as the Reaver. But what I'm trying to say is like it's not worth running into issues with heavy Yeah latency, loading and all loading that. and yeah. all that stuff in the middle of recording. Because that's yeah. where you're getting cussed up fuck out yeah yeah because yeah. the thing is like telling them getting that deep and being like oh it's the plug-in man he's gonna be like well stop don't use that don't plug-in. use that yeah, plug exactly, then yeah exactly. simple as that so that's what i always make your shit as easy as possible for yeah. you be, and not to make it easy because yeah it's easier easier when you're under extreme pressure yeah you want that easy route
2: so let me ask you all right and i ask this because uh you mentioned like uh because it, it's funny like um, I don't think I've ever mentioned this on the podcast. Like we met because I built the studio in Chris Brown's house with uh, London. With London, yeah. Originally. London did all the contract uh, all the construction for it, and right. then I came in and did the SSL and all that. Right, right, right. Um, but I feel like but, I
3: wasn't actually working with
2: Lou. I was no, working with you were London on that, one, and Lou was attached London. to and it. Lou was
3: attached to it. And yeah, and we wish it could have been the other way around, but it's all good. <laughs> Stuff happens.
2: Hey man, we we still talk to each we other. Still we talk- still do we're things. Good, yeah, like and we're shit, gonna figure to out the something mixer thing now. The what? We're going to be figuring out this summing mixer. Yes, We're going to be doing mixer. some shootouts together. Yes. Yep. i got to get... Because, okay, that's...
3: Another thing is I've always been in the box.
2: Yes, you have.
3: And I'm trying to get out of the box right now only because a lot of the co- like colleagues would be like people yeah. that are like of your stature, whatever, of yeah. your level of work, whatever. So everyone's like, yo, summing makes the decisions... No, summing makes the results a lot easier to reach without so much... Work. Work. Yeah. Just end by work, I mean like 10 plugins and fixing and putting exactly. An EQ. Exactly, like you had, you had to add EQ.
2: this level of saturation and that level of yeah, saturation. Yeah, and then
3: like, okay, we're EQing because this vocal's very shrill. We got to put an EQ, cut, cut, cut. Then you put another EQ, then yep. you put Soothe on there. A lot of these things when it runs through the summing mixer and it's hitting these analog components, a lot of that's getting rounded off. Oh, yeah. In the process. So by the time you're hearing your your returns back in, you're mixing the vocal and you're like, wow, it's It's not all bright and shrill, but that's due to it being in the the snare, everything being rounded off as it reaches the summing mixer and comes back in.
2: I think I've had like three in like the last couple years uh, because, you know, different flavors, different times, Like you know, different clients want different things. But I've had like the Dangerous. um, At one point I was using, I think it's called the Sigma from SSL. That's the one that Jesse's trying to get me to get. Jesse Ernstern? No, Jesse
3: Pop Smoke. Oh, um, okay, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Fucking. Yeah, I forget his last name, but no, yeah. I
0: have...
2: <laughs> we gotta give shit. him a shout out. We no. gotta make this happen. No, I'm gonna tell you right now. Look. <laughs> but the Burl, the Burl B32 is the one that surprised me the most. Jess Jackson.
3: Jess Jackson, gotcha. <clears throat> so Jess Jackson and I linked up recently. Mm-hmm. Kind of like for the first time, because like he's obviously a legend in the game. Mm hmm. And we've been in completely and and like because of Clubhouse. He's East Coast too, right? Is he's no, he he's in L. A. He's in L. A. Okay. So, but we've never met. I'm I've heard of him. Yeah. He has. He was supposed to engineer before I started working for Chris. I think he was gonna be Chris mm. engineer because he was Tyga's engineer back when they had done the joint album between Tyga and Chris. Oh, gotcha. Um. So what's it called so that so Jess is there Just knows Chris already he was gonna be his engineer but then I ended up being his engineer and Jess just wanted to produce whatever, yeah, blah, blah, yeah. Blah. so everyone went their own ways Jess is doing amazing right now more than I can say the guy owns part of Auto-Tune so oh
2: shit did he did he's he buy into it, I or I know he's in that He owns a piece of it, and and he's yeah. Yo, because you why know I'm a rep for autotune, right? Yeah, I don't know how yeah. you don't know this. I d- I d- every, you know what? I gotta I gotta like, make a call to Henrik and be telling like, Yo, <laughs> Jess
3: about the bugs. Instead of calling Henrik, I'll be like Jess, yeah. like, uh, There's these pops, and she's like, oh, I'm already on the phone with the engineer guy. Like, it's no, like, you know like uh, I
2: guess Nick Cannon had like an upgrade happen at the studio, like yes. on Pro Tools. There yeah. was some glitch that made autotune not work. I called uh, Henrik for it. If I knew it was Jess, I was like, "Yo, this." Gives well, me. I don't know
3: Jess. He does any of like the, Henrik is yeah, like yeah, the guy yeah. that fixes shit. Yeah, Jess is a part owner, and I think it was an invest- a great investment. Obviously, because yeah, Auto-Tune is now on a monthly. Uh, yeah, the
2: monthly, monthly subscription. And yeah, one
3: thing about those monthly subscriptions is.
2: Yep, that's the way also to go. the new license platform is kind of a little buggy. It's buggy. I would prefer they use iLock. Yeah,
3: I personally, I, I know there's a lot of issues with with, you know. People trying to steal shit, and because like sometimes it can be like Acoustica doesn't use iLock because yeah. it's not safe enough for them. Yeah. Um. The good thing about UAD is you can't use the shit without the fucking without card, the thing. So
2: but dude, Acoustica needs to come out with that. It's way too I've intensive. Spoke
3: to them about that,
2: please tell me they got some plans. No,
3: they're not gonna make a. They're Damn. not gonna make a UAD type box. Yeah. From what I've heard. They're just, I mean, it
2: lowers their production cost.
3: It lowers their production cost, and I think that they're waiting for when this M1 chip comes out and mm-hmm. the processing goes from the way it is now to the way it's gonna be. Mm-hmm. Um, they said that things will actually be because the thing about it is Acoustica runs amazing in like other platforms. It's just yeah. no tools that it sucks.
2: Yeah. In what's, what's Bryson use? Oh, Bryson. Uh, uh, Sorry, Studio one. St- Studio one. So in Studio yeah.
3: one, apparently it's like fucking using Waves. Like it's just like. You it just runs them. normal. It runs really smooth. So in Pro Tools, it, it's the only it's, one that's really cores. doing that? It's the way the cores are in Pro Tools, whatever the Damn, fuck this yeah, is. yeah, because
2: uh, I think Pro Tools runs off of, like, a single core operating. That's like it. I think that's what that's it is. That's the problem. Yeah.
3: And that's why acoustic... Because in other programs, it's like people just have a bunch of acoustic, and it's not an issue. Yeah. Like, as much as I use UAD and Fab filter and stuff, they're using acoustic. Yeah. Which I wish I could do, but i don't i don't like running into problems like i'll purposely yeah. not overload my session
2: like i'll say this you know what i really like about the pensado eq uh oh, that, like that nobody ever brings up it's what? the filters like the preamp is cool pre one i know is like everybody's favorite yeah um but you know how some people will use like dk uses a mix cube
3: the mix cube yeah yeah Which I I just, just throw cubes. a
2: pensado uh oh the the ref tones
3: no i got the Ooh. ck speakers oh he's in he's the guy ck speakers in canoga he, yeah, he, yeah, he fixes speakers. He like fixes yeah, yeah, but he has his own.
2: He builds
3: them by hand, bro. And um, John Marie Horvat is the mm-hmm. one that yeah. got me on them. He's like, You got to get these cubes. So I bought the cubes, they're 400 bucks. But bro, these cubes are different than other
2: cubes. Like, are you, do you need a power you know, amp like, with
3: it? You do need a power amp. You know, Augsburgers, how they have like that foam around the edge, yeah, yeah. and they have the screws, like the bolts that go yeah. in like that it's like a microscopic version of that. It's so, it's like a miniature. Oh. It's like well-made like each one weighs like eight pounds, like oh, very well-made speakers. What, what is like different?
2: Th- but they, they're, they're in that same vein of like low mids and mids is what yeah, you're it's hearing. It's literally a box. Yeah. It's a tiny yeah.
3: little, it's literally a ref tone, but it's not, it's, it's the box that's different, like the whatever material the guy makes it out of. Yeah. Whatever cone he's using is like some really high quality cone. He's like, whenever it goes out, just come bring it back to me. I'll replace. I
2: got. I got to call this guy. I need call to hear this these. guy.
3: I bought the Augsburger ARX four hundred amp from okay. David, um, in the East Coast. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's a bit noisy. So.
2: No, nah, I mean no, Augsburgers tend to be. Yeah. So yeah. that's.
3: I'm, I'm dealing with it i, I yeah. really i'm not gonna cry over like if the one speaker's like hissing a little like it's very little hiss um yeah but i'm not gonna die over that
2: like wh- these jbls that we got for playback for people you know everybody wants to be loud in the studio that's cool i just turn them off while i'm mixing i'm just like mm, i don't want to hear them <laughs> well
3: the other day i was recording in my room and i turned off the oxberger amp because mm-hmm. the uh, audibly it's not that loud to hiss but on a microphone
2: yeah yeah so once you start compressing that vocal chain Mm. yeah but
3: the microphone picks it up a lot better than our ears it's picking up all of the noise inside the room that little hiss from that speaker is amplified on the microphone yeah so
2: I always tell people if you want to hear what a microphone's uh, doing this is going to be a really weird way to find out but just go like this yeah yeah, that little coning around your ear—it's—it's it's the weirdest fucking thing. But I learned it from a uh, Bob over at American Recording, not Americayen. Yeah, but um, oh, oh, there's another place. Yeah, Calabasas—they closed well, it's really now. Raycan. Ray can, Yeah, yeah exactly. Ray was the
3: owner or whatever.
2: But uh, there's a a studio in Calabasas that existed since the '80s. Is uh, it they're so closing out. No, but well, it had I a Trident A range. Calabasas. Dude, it was um, so it's right off the freeway in the hills. So like they were in the middle of nowhere, well, which, which is really nice. What was the exit? Uh, I'm not really sure, to be honest. Like, I'll tell you this. When I was 22, I'm 29 now, turning 30 in April. Okay. Um, But so eight years ago, um, I was working for Greg Hampton as his personal engineer. Mm -hmm. And uh, what was going on is, like, we would actually go to that studio to work with Bob, this older engineer. Mm -hmm. But he'd just walk around the room and be like, cool, we're going to set up drums today. And he'd just walk around like this the whole time and i would be like why is he doing that he's like oh that's how he's like amplifying like little nuances in the room he's coning it all in so instead of passing his ears he's just bundling it in right he's
3: which, which would a microphone would be doing that? exactly totally i mean if you do that like it really
2: it's weird. Re- it's weird at first but then yeah. i started doing that while i was mixing i'm like oh shit there's certain things like i wouldn't hear it unless i was doing that but it gave me a different perspective for the yeah. moment
3: and if you ever have like a one side, you know how one ear might be clogged. Yeah, yeah. The clogged ear, you can if you just go like this, it'll level out the symmetric. Yeah, just if if you don't have a, tr- you're in this jam, you're yeah. finishing a mix, and you need that like symmetry. You could just go like,
2: yeah. I know I'm work. prone to ear infection. Um, Me too. I grew up with perforated ears because um, I guess I would go into pools and water would always get clogged. So Got it. it perforated my eardrums as a kid. Wow. Um, but it doesn't really affect my mixing realistically. You know yeah, what I mean? No, no, like no. we grow up listening to things that we're used to listening to. Yeah. So we've already gotten conceptually there. Yeah,
3: and I protect my ears in the studio. Like When, when people are listening on the Augsburgers, I wear headphones that don't yep. have a, a jack in them. So it looks like I'm listening to headphone, but I'm not listening so, to anything. It's just blocking it out.
2: I'll actually uh, be using either in-ears or my AirPod Pros. And I'll use the noise reduction the on the AirPod Pro. Pros. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or the in-ears. Yeah, and they'll exactly. always be like, yo, isn't it weird that you have to right like now? mix? Yeah, exactly. They're like, why do you have AirPods in your ears while recording? I'm like, well, you guys are too fucking loud. Yeah. I'm not trying to die.
3: <laughs> Way no. no. Yeah. They're crazy.
2: Yeah, thankfully, like a lot of the teams that I've worked with, I've I've had the pleasure with. If I tell them it's too loud, they're they're respectful enough to be like, okay, cool, yeah, my bad.
0: Yeah, like because we're tracking vocals.
2: There. If they're just jamming out, I'm like, I'm gonna go to the bathroom. I'm gonna go get me some food. Like right, you guys right, do your right. thing but for you're the moment. In the room. Yeah, when I'm in the room, I'm like AirPods in ears, something to protect myself. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. you never
3: know. They listen to it way too loud, and when it's not mixed, the snares really loud. The yeah, hats are loud. Yeah, the vocalists, the s. Oh my all god, all over the place.
2: No, so um. I know I was going to ask you um, cuz I'm not really sure how long we've been recording. I'm this episode may be longer than some. But uh, you mentioned you're going to be going to analog. Yes. You've always been in the box ever since I met you. Yes. Um but now you're looking at summing mixers. I know you're using the ABP from uh, or APB. The uh, APB
3: that's it's not a summing mixer. It was just a uh, it would be No, it's like, like analog plugins. It's so, like analog plugin essentially yeah. that would you put the plug-in, and in real time it the plugin sends the vocal that it's on yeah. or whatever it's on out mm-hmm. through the Thunderbolt. Mm-hmm. It hits the green box, the APB box. It yep. converts it thir- uh, to 32 bit, mm-hmm. right? No, it converts, no, it, uh, from, 32- uh, converts it from 32 bit to analog. Yeah, processes and then returns it back at
2: 32 bit back in. Yeah. Do you have to run the session at 32 bit to achieve that, or? It- well, no, I think that thirty-two bit is the limit. If you're running a twenty-four bit, it'll just do, it'll 24, do twenty-four bit. Exactly. Okay, get yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah.
3: But thirty-two bit would be the highest, which is, I mean, how do you want to go anyways? It's not going to. Yeah, get happening.
2: I know you're running native. I run HDX. Yes. Uh, as far as native, like, what's the delay compensation looking like when using those plugins? I don't really have any issue. To be okay, honest, cool. like
3: my delay compensation, I think it's partly due to the computer because I use yeah. the price and build. Everyone
2: knows. Yeah, these things are fucking tanks. I have two of them. I have one in the A room and one in the B. To be honest,
3: I had my laptop. Like, I was using... Before I had the Bryson build, I had my laptop. And I did run into a lot of issues with plugins. Like, if I had too much stuff going on, like, definitely issues. But with Bryson shit, I never... No, I mean, unless I have, like, 10 Acousticas and and everything else. And the sauce from uh, fucking DJ Swivel and all that stuff going. Then, yes, you might run into, like, some errors. But typically, on a 99%... Daily basis, it doesn't happen.
2: Like no, what's cool is like, uh, so like I said, I put a, a 12-core Mac Pro uh, inside of the the lobby just for my yes. interns to be able to use, do video editing. Um, one day, we had a session that was booked here in the A room, so my 8-core Bryson build. But though it was working fine doing my mixes, when I brought the session over to that 12-core trash can, it couldn't load it at all.
3: Really? Yeah, the,
2: a 12-core. the 12-core has 128 gigs of RAM. And it couldn't load you it? You know, 2-terabyte SSD, you know. It, it really couldn't load it. I had to end up freezing track for track for track until I could finally run the session.
3: Oh, wow. Yeah. So,
2: like, that's why I'm always like, yo, like, using the APB, like, I'm curious as to how it loads, you know, like, uh, yeah, only because it's APB such a great. new thing.
3: No, but the thing is that it, all the, all the, I mean, there is the, it does have the delay compensation stuff that issues, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it still needs to go through that. But luckily, the power, Of all that stuff is happening in the box. So, like, most of the work is what I'm saying. The workload is happening within the box. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it does deal with the delay compensation thing because it is sending and returning in real time. Yeah. So, for that reason, it does have it, but I've never run into an issue. And what I heard is if you take, like, eight APB, I mean, eight, like, chicken heads, for example, and you put them all in line on a track, you'll Mm -hmm. create, like, this weird delay thing. Some hmm. weird shit where like trips, it trips like the, the, the delay compensation yeah. to like create a delay.
2: Okay, gotcha. It's weird. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Luca
3: told me about it. He's like, I-, I was like, I don't.
2: It's like, I don't know about I that one. I'm going to
3: put eight. De- I-, I don't know if I want to go through those lengths to create a delay when I have plenty of weird delays that can do all types of weird shit. Like, yeah, I doubt it's going to be that insane, but it is cool to know that like you could trip up the delay compensation <laughs> to create a delay, which is kind of That's
2: cool. actually kind of cool though. To say, because we're like
3: audio nerds, so like we're like, Haha, we yeah, fucked for with me, you. You thought you were gonna fuck us, but we got a delay out of it.
2: <laughs> we figured it out. So, so we figured out what you didn't want us to inevitably have to deal with, but we did it. <laughs>
3: exactly. Yeah. So you should get the APB just to try yeah. it
2: at least. I know. I, I really want to try it because, as you can tell, like I got a ton of gear here. You do have and, gear? Um, we've got nice monitors. We've got HDX and everything, but. As soon as I heard about the APB, I, I first heard about it at IMSA, SAE here in West Hollywood. Well, SAE's not here anymore. Yeah. But um, realistically speaking, like, I remember, uh, what's his name? Not Colin, um, the rep from McDSP. Um, Colin. Colin. Colin? Yeah. And yeah. Then
3: there's Luca, who's the younger Luca, guy. That's yeah.
2: here. Um So Colin is the one that showed me at first. And uh, like, it was such a far fetched idea to me at the time. I'm like, I'm curious to try this. Um, I emailed him, didn't hear back. No hard villains, whatever. But yeah. now that I'm seeing more people using, I'm like, so this legitimately is actually doing something Bro, cool. I had
3: the same thought. When I saw it at NAM, I was like, nope.
2: Yeah, I right? Like, like at first I you like, kind of pass it off. I don't care off.
3: what this box does. I'm not finna fuck with it.
2: But And the price point's. And the not, price point was not,
3: very yeah. expensive. I mean, the yeah. version, the one that I have, the 16 mm-hmm. is like seven grand. Almost seven grand. Yeah. So it's expensive. Yeah. Um the smaller the eight is like 35 mm-hmm. around there um but what i will say now that i have it is that it's totally fucking worth it because if you think about it you have just in that api um lunchbox you probably have i don't know three grand worth of four grand worth of Let's equipment we
2: got two apis they're each i think what are they like 900 bucks each So there's 18 two retros are about like 12 each so 24 so we're at like
0: at uh, we're at something. four
2: grand right there. We got two EQ fours. They're like eight forty nine each, so about seventeen. So fifty seven, uh, dude. One. If I sell rack. my API rack, I got an APB sixteen. Exactly an APB yeah, sixteen.
3: Yeah. And guess what? No recalls. None of that. Obviously, yeah. that's, that's what not, appeals to me. But that's not a that's not a choice that you would say. Okay, like that's not the perfect choice to say I choose between that and that. But it's an
2: example. So to like, show you. You can get a few pieces, or you can get perfect recalls.
3: Perfect recalls and in the high speed type shit we work in yeah, recalls are a bitch and you damn near yeah, need an are. assistant because the last thing you want is to be sitting there and it's like pull up a song like they'll call you and be like yo we need um a clean made of this version cool so you open it up you recall and then someone else calls you yo can you reprint this with this oh sure you finish this you stop you recall everything to this yep. guy's shit now that takes you 15-20 minutes then boom you're back you're mixing oh I gotta do can you oh, this other person's like oh can you reprint that fuck so you go yep. back to the set, like, it's a lot to yep. do all that. If you can get by with the APB,
2: then... Yeah, I that's why half the I have time way. I tell people, like, when you're using hardware inserts and things like that, just commit. I think it's also, like, if you like if you use the retro all the time and you
3: know the sound, like, yeah. it's your shit, it's going to be hard to replace that with the APB. Yeah. But as someone who, like, for me, like, I'm not a huge gearhead. Like, I'm, yeah. I was in the, bo- in the box for the most part. 1073 CO1B is my mic chain now. It used to be API LA2A. So mm-hmm. I like the gear that I fucked with was selective. You yeah. Know, I'm not a super gearhead who's going to be like, oh, did you know in 1986 this? No. Gear I don't know about any of that shit. And I really don't care. Cause like, and to my, be honest, my, my life is so fast paced yeah. with shit and the mixing and all this stuff that it's like, The simpler, cleanest, most fluid route is the best route for me.
2: Exactly. Once you
3: start getting into all this extra shit, like, I really don't have time for that. Imagine if it took me a whole day to mix one song that had 20, 30 tracks in it.
2: You know, it's funny because, like, if you notice, I don't have any vintage gear. Yeah, Um, you have all, like, new gear. Yeah, it's, like, CL1Bs, uh, Aurora 1073s, um, like, you know, the API, Chandler. You know, nothing really vintage vintage. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, But it's funny because, like, half the time people are talking about, like, oh, well, you get a certain sound from the vintage unit. And, you know, to a level they're right, but it's not like I couldn't achieve a good sound before that. Yeah, and it's, like,
3: when it comes all the way down to it, because where it matters is
2: with the the consumer, right?
3: In the the result, there is no one that's going to fucking be like, oh, well, they didn't use a vintage compressor on that string in the back, so the song is trash. Like, it's... It's way it's yeah. like y'all are just like fighting over here amongst yourselves while we're just getting all the yeah, shit done. Yeah, it's over like here. look,
2: project was done like 6 months ago. You're complaining about this way behind schedule. Yeah, like
3: people get too tech what I'm saying is people get too like technical and it's like yeah. and they lose sight of just how free music is free. Music is freedom. Music is fun. Yeah. You know, it should not be like we're sitting here writing down Uh, minus 0.02 dB if I uh, take the delay and then do this and do that. Like, just stop. The input
2: was at 835. How does it feel?
3: Yeah. Does it feel dope? Does it feel good? Yeah. Like, use your heart. (laughs) Not to sound corny, like, use your heart. Use your heart. Like, literally just feel it out.
2: Yo, that was one of our last episodes that we aired. Uh, It was uh, mixed with your heart, not your, I think, computer or whatever. Like and the funny thing is, because half the time some people will like they'll get a nice clean mix, but there's yeah. no feeling in it. There's no feeling. There's no feeling, and you're just like, okay, like it's clean, but I don't really care Those for it. Those people
3: should just be doctors and lawyers, because that's where that shit or accountants makes sense. or accountants, because that's <laughs> where it makes sense. That's where that you can't account shit with feeling. Yeah. Like if I was an accountant, I'd be like, oh well, I didn't feel. I felt that was pretty business. Yeah, I sent an email while I was eating it, so I could write that off. You you can't operate with feeling when you're doing these type of things. You have to operate with like logic and knowledge and facts. You know what I'm saying? Our world is freedom and fun. Yeah. You know, like just the other day, like yesterday I did this mix and I had so much fun mixing it. I was like dancing and I was smoking and I was singing along while I'm mixing it and shit. And then they were like, oh, we love the mix. It was the best, like it was the best mix we ever heard on this song or blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you know, I just had the time of my life. Yeah, like, I just had fun I was smoking yeah. And just like having fun
2: Dude And that's the reality Like half the time When we're actually Like trying to figure out Like Alright what does this mix need We're listening to it For the first time Oh and if And totally. if we resonate With the record The mix tends to come out better Way better Yeah I like
3: mixing records That I like I think are good songs Like wow I would listen to this
2: song It's yeah. good Like I hate to say That I became more selective Over time with my clients
3: I did yeah But yeah.
2: I to. did Because like I started mixing A bunch of records I really didn't care yeah, for Yeah exactly And like the mixes were cool But like yeah, I'd not get a bunch of revision a bad notes. Job,
3: but there's no
2: love. Exactly, no feeling you're just like exactly. okay, I could,
3: might as well just be working at McDonald's. Like it's like yeah, yeah. If I wanted
2: I mean? to do something I didn't enjoy, yeah, I'd go it has do something to be else. Something
3: you love to do it's fun, yeah. you know, or like someone you believe in. Especially like the the stuff you believe in is obviously all like if you're working with someone they're paying you, but you're like this guy sucks it's going to be a lot harder to mix yeah. that shit because you don't even have any belief in this guy to be able to do yeah. anything you know what I you're mean you're like
2: just get him done he he'll, he'll never make yeah. anything of it but versus like where there's a dope record you believe in you're like yo like I'm this gonna record could this. go like, like this shit is dope like, i got to believe in this
3: yeah i believe in this i'm going to go the extra mile to do just everything on this one oh, yeah. i just want i want this to be the biggest thing ever it's just those are the records that you want to be a part of because that's where you're going to be your best true self
2: oh know? yeah so I know you've been making a lot of changes uh, moving forward and everything. I know you're now on the N- engineers website, which indie artists can now book you. Yes. through that site. Um, so, like, the... what's coming up next for you? Like, what's going on? Shit. So, Chris's album,
3: and then just continue mixing. Um, and 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 moving. You know, I have this. I have created a record label called Ice Cream Sonics.
2: Yeah, I saw that. Um, I remember.
3: Yeah, with yeah. a friend of mine. Um, and basically, what we did is we just. We went to, okay, so what we did, we went to OG Parker and we were like, yo, let's put some music out under your name.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: We'll do like a team thing, like my shit and your shit, and we'll yeah. go get a distribution deal and we'll put out records that have your production with major artists as features. Yeah. So the first record that we have coming out is a record called Rain Down with mm-hmm. Chris Brown, Mulatto, uh, PMB Rock, and Leighton Green. Nice. So the record's crazy. OG Parker produced it. It mm-hmm. Make a Krishan, all of them were a part of it, um, and Goldie as well. Um, and then so we gave it to Parker, and we're just basically doing distro through Empire and nice. putting this shit out. So it's like a passion of mine is also to have more creative type role. Yeah. Um, and I feel like with stuff like that, it's it's the creative and the business as well. Stuff that I'm not used to. It's like when I'm engineering, it's so technical. And then when we're doing like... This label shit, it's like, oh, let's think of cool marketing ideas and let's, you know, stuff that's yeah, outside yeah. of what we're normally what I'm doing on a daily basis. So like, and it's all around music, which yeah. is what I know. Cause that's another thing, is like you might be passionate about something and not know shit about it. Definitely. Right. Yeah, yeah. So this is something that I'd be passionate about and I know about the music business. The only thing mm-hmm. is now I'm getting introduced to all these business things that I'm now learning, stuff that's even beyond the business stuff that I already knew. Yeah. Cause my my knowledge of the music business side was POs, payments, producer agreements, writer agreements, publishing deals. Exactly, publishing that's deals. the basics. All the stuff that I deal with on a daily basis, credits.
2: Yeah.
3: Uh, oh, is this, are these, uh, are these splits pre sample? Is there mm-hmm. a sample in the track? Yeah. Is the sample a master sample or an interpolation? Because that yeah. makes a difference. You know what I'm saying? If yeah, it's yeah. interpolation, they're only getting pub. If it's a master sample, you have to give them a piece of the master yeah. as well. So all these things are stuff that I've been learning. Over the years, and now it's just a normal part of like the lingo, especially yeah. working with Chris, who I pretty much do all the communication with the label when it comes to from the music getting recorded to mix to getting mastered to turn into the label, and then all the credits, everyone that was involved. Me calling the producer, yo, who did you produce this with? Oh, I produced it with so and so. All right, cool. Did he use any samples? Oh yeah, I don't think he used any samples, and I didn't either. All right, cool. There's no samples. Boom. Cool. They actually have to sign a waiver. Yeah. If there's no every every producer has to sign a waiver with the label that says I did not use any samples. And yeah. that means that if there is a sample and the person wants to sue, that waiver protects the label. Yeah. Now, they'll
2: sue that producer. sue the
3: producer. Now, if there is a sample, obviously you're not signing that waiver. You guys are yeah, yeah. doing the sample shit. But they actually make them sign it because if a producer says yes, there are no samples and he's lying, yeah, then that's on him. That's on him and it does not cut. So this is all stuff that. As an engineer that works at a studio, you may not know, but as you start to grow and you start to really like level up, you start to have to learn these things because they become like your daily thing, apart from still recording vocals and apart from setting up the microphone and taking the
2: trash out. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why I always tell the interns here, You know, I'm not going to teach you just how to run Pro Tools. I'm going to teach you how to run a business. Yeah. Because in the end, we're working for ourselves sometimes. We work for others, but... There's a lot more than just running Pro Tools. Exactly. It's studio etiquette.
3: Knowing how to be in the room, knowing people fuck with you, like... You got to be that energy that are people are like, trust you too. Exactly. And that comes with confidence, which you don't really have any in the very beginning. You're just kind of like, whatever they tell me
2: to do, I'll just
3: do it. And now it's like, oh, I want to do this. Well, shit, you can't record that because there's a fan right above your head. So maybe let's do it over here. So it's like having the confidence to like tell people that like, yo, and they're like, wow, this guy knows what he's doing. Yeah. That is a great sign of someone that's really moving forward. Exactly. So
2: for sure. Well, shit. Well, yeah, man. I know you got more mixes to get done and everything, so I'm not going to take up too much of your time. I appreciate you coming through, but uh let me ask you this i know people have expressed interest in us doing some master classes here or holding seminars would you be interested in doing something like that definitely let me know yeah like we'll we'll let people know we'll send out like emails and figure something out with you and we
3: could even do like a thing where like i bring like a session and i open it here bro that'd be perfect yeah we just like we'll put the pmc's
2: in here for that since i know you're a pmc user
3: pmc for life i I heard the atcs they're cool but i haven't figured them out yet I'm yeah, it took
2: me a little bit. I'll be honest, I brought in a mix the first time I heard them because uh, they belonged to DK before I bought them from him. Got it. And um, I was like, wow, there's certain things in my mix I never heard before that I really don't like anymore. Got it. And then uh, when we were bouncing back and forth between monitors, shopping for a new one because we tried Amphion, we tried another one. I don't like Amphion. uh Amphion's very different, you know? And I'll be honest, like, whoever uh, that rep dude that we met was. Not not a cool dude. Bro, so he didn't sell us on a personality sense either. Who stole Amphion's
3: top end? Somebody ran off with their top end. I was <laughs> listening. I was at Bane's studio, and they had the small ones. Yeah, bro. I thought. I don't know what I thought. I was. I was. You like this is different. Bane's. Let me get. Let me call Spider really quick and get him to come over
2: here with some fucking PMCs. Yeah, dude, Spider's such a cool cat. Now,
3: I did hear the Amphions that are bigger. The stacks. Mm-hmm. At Jess's house. Yeah. And those actually... Actually, I wasn't yeah, mad Yeah, but
2: at with, with the matching sub and everything. With the matching sub stacks yeah. and
3: everything. I wasn't mad. That I wasn't, wasn't hating good. on it. Yeah. And I'm not one to hate. I'm just one to point out when I'm really... Because... So that's why i yeah, tell yeah. you. The big stacks, I was not mad at them. They did not sound dynamic. It sounded kind of flat. Gotcha. But I'm not going to trip. It still had top end. It's the smaller ones that are like... I don't know. This big. The MV... It's just a... One oh, the, the, the 115
2: way. or... Yeah, the yeah. small one. Yeah, yeah.
3: Those. It was just very mid rangey and not any top, not any. Scissor. Yeah,
2: we had those. Uh, I believe uh, last time we saw each other at Nam, you were actually doing a clinic, and they had those as the speakers there. They had that stack. Uh, where was it? The over at Nam.
3: Oh, but I was. Was I using them?
2: Yeah, oh, but, yeah, yeah uh, but it you know, was for they, the demo it thing. Was for you the know, demo. I, I mean? remember. I remember, and I remember listening to them and. Um, it didn't seem like they could handle a lot of SPL either. So no, they're they're yeah. very specific to the user kind of speakers. For sure. For you sure. know, I I don't think I could put them in a commercial room. Uh I like mean, I think I they'd blow too hard.
3: Too, yeah, they'd go the people would go push them too hard. Yeah. They're not speakers that you blow, you know, they're yeah. they're delicate. And like all speakers to be honest, I wouldn't have ATC sitting in a room where a producer is going to be just boom back. Yeah. Cuz he's going to destroy them. They're not what I have in the back meant of to the. take s- massive loads like Augsburger. Exactly. Those are meant to be hit. These speakers are meant to, like, it's like a pristine Porsche.
0: Exactly. It's delicate.
3: And then the Augsburgers are like a fucking Lamborghini SV. And yeah, just like where, like, crazy. you can floor it. Floor yeah. it. It's a brand new car. Oh, yeah. This is like a delicate old wine that you, you know, the PMCs yeah. are just like, there's nothing that sounds like them. People no. come to my studio and they hear them and they're like, I haven't heard music like this. We're so clear, like you just don't get that clarity. Yep, you know, in real life because you don't. No, the 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 like the PMC's top end is insane, and now I'm so used to it, I can't listen to anything else.
2: Yeah, that's why I'm like, even though I have the ACC 45s, I'm still really considering the 226s. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. At least listen to them. No, I did. I did the the test oh, okay, between cool. the ib oness versus the 226s, and you liked them. You I like them. the 226s. Like I'm, I'm like for one. sure. If I don't get the ib oness i I'd buy the 226s get any day. Get
3: the 226s day. and a sub. Like yeah. I have in that room,
2: mm-hmm. dude. That'd be, dude, perfect. be
3: perfect. Yeah, but yeah. see, those IBSs would actually be good in. Ugh, they'd be good in here. Yeah, Probably they be sound better than fucking JBLs.
2: I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not a shot at JBL, but I turn them off on purpose. No. Th- th- <laughs> you.
3: Can- there is no shots at JBL because it's like JBL is just like so, such on a consumer level. That it's like yeah, taking shots would be like Amphion, ATC, PMC. Yeah, yeah. Like, JBL is just like, you, you, can't like even you can think- get loud
2: with them. You can go loud.
3: Yeah. Like that's not even in the running with all these other speakers. These are just like beat them up Scotty type.
2: Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like Yeah. Ugh. Like, you get the matching sub for it, and that's what's shaking your walls.
3: Yeah, and producers love it. It bangs. It's bright. It's that, but don't get in front of them.
2: Exactly. But shit. Yo, Thank man. you for your time, bro. I Thank you for yours, it. man.
3: Hell yeah. I fucking had fun. We were just chopping it up, talking shit. One, two, three. E-
0: If you'd like to take advantage of my free guides and online videos, please check out links.dkmixes.com. That's links.d.e.k.e.i.mixes.com. There are so many amazing free plugins available for download right now to help you with your production and mixing. Go to mixingmusicpodcast.com/plugins to download and get access to a bunch of free and premium plugins on Plugin Boutique. Happy mixing, my friends, and enjoy the show.